My zipper's up. You don't worry about it. Listen, you guys, we got an awesome show for you tonight. They're in back. They can hear you, the other comics. They are in back. Who are they? They're the other comics. And they can hear you. Let's clap for those comics. Oh, my God, and I have a co-host on the show, and her name's Rhea Butcher, and she's going to come out right now. Hello. I try to not keep it too jingle-jangly on top. Before I bring you out, sometimes I just ramble for so long before I bring Rhea out. Yeah, sometimes you jingle and jangle for quite some time. But we are so tired, I knew I could just really get into it. You know, yeah, like, I knew I could just like, really get into it, and I didn't want to like commit that hard. I had so many questions for you guys. It. You seem so friendly, <laughs> but I'm going to do that later. We have this whole thing. We have to open the show. Questions Stop are later. Stop being so selfish with your smiles. With your approachable smiles. Everybody's face is just like, just wide open, just wide open to me. You're so open right now. It's the opposite of the internet in here. You know what I mean? Everybody wants really to hear is. what I have to say. They want yeah. to know about it. Nobody they shouts trust you down. me. Yeah. yeah, they're like, really? Continue. Huh. Well, I have thought of that before. Huh. Well. Huh. Huh. Well, anyway. That is the opposite of the internet. <laughs> oh, back to doing something else. Um, yo, we are so tired because sure, we're. Yeah. Well, you guys happy? Happy long weekend. Happy Memorial Day. And also, those things are two different things. I didn't mean to do that to our fallen soldiers. Sure. To really put them second after long yeah. weekend <laughs> is an extreme fuck you. It's a little rude. So, it's, a, it's an extreme fuck you. Also, I, also, just like, I don't even have weekends. Like, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> yeah. This is my job. There's no weekends. What yeah. are you talking about? We're just working all the day. We're working now. We're tired. But Can you hear the job. pitch of our voice right now? <laughs> it's the only time we're going to come to this show and hear women speak in the hosting. Because usually we have surly voices. Sure, yeah. But now we're like you and put very you upset Seinfeld right now. Yeah. That's our register. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what now? Um, well, we drove. What happened was we slept on a mountain last night. It just was. like balanced <laughs> on the very right tippity on the top. top. It's well, I great sat and Maria laid across my lap. <laughs> What's that? Well, it's the tip of the mountain. <laughs> you know where it went. T- tip of the mountain to you. Yeah. <laughs> what if a mountain had that finite of a tip? <laughs> this is the size of a human thumb. <laughs> Just so go anyway. to Mount Fiji. Um, oh my God, we that's went, a thumb up there. Yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, cool. <laughs> Mount Fiji is like your mountain. I don't know. You went to art school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was drinking some water a yeah, second, I, I guess. I get it. On the I get it. <laughs> For sure. Dasani is one of my favorite lakes. I love Dasani <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as a lake. Beautiful. Deer Park is my favorite park. So. Yeah. Actually, we weren't far from Lake Arrowhead. No, we weren't. In and around. Because we was on a mountain. Well, what happened was a couple of whiles ago, a bunch of lesbians on purpose in an organized way went to a campground that they had rented and they created a camp there. Yeah. With their own lesbian money. Which is dried macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> Gluten-free macaroni. Of course, yes. I apologize. So they have a camp up there and it's for one week and they said, would you like to come for one night to do a stand-up show? And we were like, Okay. Yeah, but they really sealed the deal by saying we're also having a live read of the pilot episode of the L Word, and then and we were like, like, "Yes, we're in, we're in, we're in." Will there be wardrobe? <laughs> yeah, we want to know what the budget was. Where's Crafty? Do you guys mind telling me where Crafty is? Thank you so much. <laughs> there was a live reading. Does anyone want to guess who we played? We both played characters in the pilot of the L Word. Would anyone like to guess? And by the way, there are certain things that if you guess them, it will be offensive. So <laughs> watch out. Real fucking minefield. And um, would anybody like to guess which characters we played? Yes. Yes. You played Alice? Oh, nope. Didn't that's play incorrect. Alice. Didn't play Alice. I mean, great that's, guess. Though. That's not the worst. Yeah, yeah great guess. Cool. I get that. I get that. Great I'm guess. Sprightly. Great at guitar. I did date Katie Lang. Very um, funny. <laughs> anyone have any other? It's actually, because it's interesting, because it might be confusing, because it's actually, I think it's how we see ourselves, maybe not how you see us. Yes, sure. you, you raised your hand. Yes. Shane? Yeah, I played Shane. Obviously. Are you fucking kidding me? She said, she said, she said one of you. Shane, one kidding? of you. That was like the best bet. You go to Vegas and you're like one on red and one on black. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I won. Which I is a great way to bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course I played Chain. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell, you guys? <sighs> Listen, you know what? It's not just body types, okay? Like, nobody can keep up, can keep up with Kate Medic in terms of, like, body types, okay? So you have to look beyond that. You have to look at, like, wait, hang on. <laughs> now do you see it? Do you see it now? It's a pretty deep cut for some people in the audience specifically. <laughs> Shane is the very sexually um, skinny. She's very sexually skinny. <laughs> sexually thin. She's so sexually thin. She Has cannot, anyone ever said that before? She cannot I mean, ever... that's a great way of describing her. Yes, it's she's, true. She's this big. Yes. Well, she takes and her teeth... put she, your hair on top of it. She takes then, her shirt off, and it's like as sort of um, X-rated in the front as in the back. <laughs> sure, She's yeah. so thin. She's so thin. She's very... She's just all hair. She's very good. Well... That was on the top of her head. That's what I mean. <laughs> not her whole body. I'm, I'm sorry. Descri- I'm very tired. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I like that actor from even before the L word when she was on a television show called Young Americans. Young Americans. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I downloaded right? that thing on yeah. LimeWire. Young Americans. I'm very old. <laughs> Young Americans was a show. Was like, download. 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 <laughs> this is what it's like when you're a confused Catholic girl. I watched I Young, Americans. Catholic, Young Americans is a show about a woman who wants to go to boarding school 
that's like very elite and so she starts to dress as a dude and then gets into the boarding school and then falls in love with Ian Summerlander Holter Summer Holter? Yes His last name is Hummer Holter? It's not, it's not Summerlander Yeah it is Thank you Mine's better though <laughs> Hi my name's Ian Summerlander Oh wait I'm sorry you not a wait, name. Are you trying to give me that Summer Holter runs like trippingly off the tongue? No <laughs> I can't believe Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher are going to argue also, about what, what I, kind of names make sense Can I also sense. add like <laughs> Also can I a follow-up caveat, which is like, yeah, no fucking kidding. I don't know what that guy's name is. Are you kidding me? I know you weren't there I for wasn't him. looking at him. Not during any of it. Sure. They fall in love with each other because it's like, oh, he thinks he's gay because he's in love with this boy that's at school. Twist! It's a girl. But double twist, I was in love with that girl, so what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, then Rhea, who did you play in our? I would like people to guess. Yeah, who did Rhea play? Nope. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's really good. Tina! That's pretty good. Anybody Rhea else? Rhea played Dana! She played Dana, you guys! She played Dana, the tennis player! Die. It was the pilot. <laughs> we saw the actor who played fun. Dana. Listen, you know what is great about this? There are a lot of. Listen. We get a mixed audience, okay? So I know there's a lot of people here that have no fucking idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome to our world! <laughs> you think we know about your shit? <laughs> we don't know nothing about your shit! <laughs> Ian Summerlander! I don't care! Have no idea. <laughs> care about that guy we did go we did do that and well the other thing is that camp was on top of a mountain i'm sure, so yes. scared of heights Rhea has to drive i did drive. i sweat in the my what in my right armpit only <laughs> only just the right one we figured out that i'm afraid of well I, i've always known i was afraid of heights but like i am from chicago there's no elevation there's nothing to trip it to trip the fear and then when i moved here my sister who um knows i've had a lifelong fear of heights but is just like very, she wants to tackle everything. Mm -hmm. She would, the first like week that we lived here, she was like, You guys are not experiencing Los Angeles if you are not driving Mulholland Drive. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, cool, let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you drive Mulholland, there's it just is a normal road, it's just a normal road in the middle of two mountains, and then you turn a corner and you're on the spine of a dragon. <laughs> And the ghost of James Dean is sure, yeah. like, turn back! <laughs> it's very scary up there. And I got so nervous that I couldn't pull over. Mm -hmm. And I also couldn't press the gas. <laughs> so we just idled. We idled. We idled the length of Mulholland Drive. I'm not kidding. This isn't one of those jokes where I say we idled, but we went five. We went no amounts of speed. Of speed. <laughs> Even the car was like, are you kidding? Yeah. Our People were passing like, us on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Very scared of it. So that was cool. You drove, so that was no problem I did drive. Yep. But you 
get mo- you get um, not motion sick. You get, I get altitude sickness now. Super dupes. Yeah. Altitude sickness. Uh-huh. Rhea had super dupes. Altitude sickness when we were in Telluride, Colorado. Really glad you brought this up. You're welcome. Thank you. But I just want to tell them about how you were very sweet and cute. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. Rhea got altitude sickness, then she had to barf. <laughs> So much for five hours, and we were staying. Now listen, like our lives are not. This is this whole night is gonna make you think that we just live in this like super lesbian world, but we are mostly we out and amongst you. You know, like it's. But this particular when we went to Telluride, we were there for a comedy festival, and uh, I had been there the year before, and I had mm-hmm. stayed in like a beautiful like rental property, and. That, they, that the festival put me up at. And then when we went back, the guy who organized it was like, the rental property wasn't available, but let me tell you, there are these people in town. You will love them. They have a guest house. And I was like, why would I love them? <laughs> I found out why I would love them. <laughs> They're a lesbian couple. They're lesbians. <laughs> They're lesbians, and... <laughs> Them. You probably know they them. They actually were so nice. They were so, no, literally. No, they, they were very. They're like, hey, nice to meet you. Do you know Brandy? We're like, who? <laughs> who? What? Brandy Carlisle. She <laughs> always stays here when she's in town. Right. We're like, this is crazy. That's another um, lesbian. So we stayed in these people's beautiful guest house. That was way nicer than any home I've ever lived. It was in so in nice that all the floors were heated. Yeah. Including the bathroom floor. And you so, know, you know and- like, if you're hungover or drunk or whatever, altitude sickness is a very similar feeling. Like, you just cannot stop barfing. And the only thing you want to do is lay on a cold floor. And I was in the bathroom going, This is too nice! It's too nice! <laughs> it's heated! It's heated! It's hot! It's the wall, baby! I laid with you down there for, until 5 a.m. Yes, you did. And then I was like, honestly, really I gotta go. Sink or swim. Like, <laughs> and I, gonna I appreciated it, or not, it at that but point. But I am so tired, I gotta go right now. And it was also like a loft type of a thing where like the bed was up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I went up. This is also like an additional detail that is true. It was Valentine's Day. Yes, it was. And. <laughs> I went upstairs and I was just like, I gotta pass out, but I was so amped up from like worrying about your health mm-hmm. that I decided to try to put myself to sleep watching a movie. Mm-hmm. So I turned on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure, on yeah. your iPad, mm-hmm. and I could still hear <laughs> retching. Yeah. yeah. So every couple minutes, I would just pause. TMNT. <laughs> How is it down there? Hot. The floor is hot. Well, this movie is garbage. <laughs> so I don't know who's living a worse life right now. Yeah, I think. I think it was you. (laughs) I went to Omaha this past weekend. Yeah, you went to Omaha. Right before we went to, on that Thumbs Up Mountain, um, I went into Omaha. There was a comedy festival there, and it was very fun. Uh, But when I got there, I think maybe on the plane, actually, I can't remember the moment that I realized this, but I was like, oh, shit. I didn't pack any underwear. (laughs) I mean, it was only two days. But I didn't pack any underwear. <laughs> I had two. Well, you were wearing underwear. I don't I mean, want I was them to wearing you, underwear. You packed but ones on your body. Yeah, I packed. I, yeah. I had a pair on. Yes, but there was none in my bag. Well, whenever I put clothes on, I'm like, I'm packing <laughs> these clothes on my body. <laughs> That's not a thing. 
I agree. I realized after I told you that you packed the underwear that you were wearing that I should try to devise an elaborate scheme yes. where that's how I live my life. Sure. Yeah. But you called me out on I it. I did call you out on it. You're incorrect. So, Rhea, what happened when you didn't have it? Well, a stitch of undies. I mean, I realized one thing, that there's really no difference between male and female comics, because I don't think any male comics bring underwear to comedy festivals either. Because you were like, oh, guys, I didn't bring any underwear. And they were like, what do you mean bring underwear? (laughs) (laughs) It's two days. Um, What'd you do? So I had to go buy underwear at Target in Omaha. And uh, there's Hanes. God bless Hanes. (laughs) Because Hanes, a couple years ago, about six years ago, started making just like these briefs, a, a these, like, var- but also a variety briefs. of women's underwear that have just like a strip of the elastic band, just like boys do. Yeah, and then briefs and also yeah. like boxer pouch, briefs. Pouch and now there's here. like a new but one. I swear to God, you guys it's are wearing them right now. Pouch. The leg is down here. Yeah, can you believe it? I'm no, living my nice. best life. <laughs> no, they're super nice. They're super nice. And I will also say, like, literally every woman I've been with in the last 10 years, yes. when the pants came off, I was like, as I suspected. <laughs> we shared a cabin at that lesbian retreat weekend, and there's just like a, a shelving unit, and they were just sticking out of the shelving unit all over the place. Same underwear. Everybody at that camp wearing the same underwear. But I went to Omaha, and I went to a Target in Omaha, and I was like, go to the underwear, go to the underwear, where's the underwear? Then found the women's underwear, found the wall, and then I like grabbed a pair, and they're like, oh, that's who it's for. Because it was Omaha? It was Omaha, you know what I mean. Not a lot of you you guys running around there? Not a lot of me's running around there. (laughs) I don't know, though. Are there none? I don't know. I feel like I mean, there's probably nuns that look like me. Well... (laughs) Yeah, that's what I asked. I don't know, are there nuns? If there's nuns, people are wearing... Are you holding my hand? Why are you holding my hand? (laughs) I like to hold your hand on stage. It's very cute. It's very emasculating. To do it. But I, when I was in Omaha, I threw out a first pitch also. Yes, you did, uh, I threw which out is a such a big pitch. deal. You love yeah. baseball so much. I was, like, really excited about it. really wanted to do it. And uh, so I, like, set it up. And we got there, and they were like, okay, awesome. Just stand right here, um, and you're going to go last. And I was like, last? last I was throwing out the first, first pitch. pitch. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, 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 There's a bunch of kids with a birthday today, so they're also throwing out first pitches. <laughs> And I was like, all right, it's a minor league game. Uh, there's nothing going on here. It's just like a party. I mean, I was standing there waiting for the game to start. They were already shooting t-shirt cannon t-shirts. And so I was standing in line, and then the first kid was like 13 years old and in his like baseball outfit. But he was being very 13 about it, 13, 14. So he was just like, oh, whatever. I don't even want to throw it out. Whatever. Why well, I got to stand here? I'm all right, whatever. And then he went up there and threw a rocket in. Like, just a perfect strike. And I was like, shit! This was supposed to be triumphant. But, and then, like, some seven-year-olds went. And I was like, okay, my odds are looking better. I'm going to look a little better. And then I, I was like... <laughs> my dad yelling at me in the back of my head. And I threw it. It bounced just in front of the plate. And I was like, they might, they might have swung at that. Three on one count, they might have swung at that. Yeah. But I did it. What? I, I love, I'm so bummed that I miss seeing this with my eyes mm-hmm. because, number one, you have my heart, obviously. Sure. Number two, I love thinking about like the parents at that birthday party. Yeah, being like, we're like, we fucking rented this pitch thing. Who's this 
underwear <laughs> person. Who's this nun out there throwing a pitch? Why is this fucking 33-year-old adult woman <laughs> waiting behind my child? I also wore this outfit, so I, I was wondering if they thought maybe I broke out of a 1940s prison. <laughs> or it was just like very field of dreams. They were like, oh, you can also see her? Because <laughs> I'm seeing her. Yeah. Oh, you guys, yes, great. We did it. Well, we are great. We are obviously very talented. You can feel free to clap for us. Clap for us if you want. (laughs) You want me to go back? Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Do you want to introduce the first? No, you do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's for your butcher. Let's hear for Rhea. Thank you, guys. Well, I mean, you're... Just, you know, very clearly a lovely crowd, and so I'm so happy for you to experience this show all of these wonderful comics, including uh, this first fella up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please, a wild round of applause for Mr. Nick Flanagan. Give it up! Come on! Hello. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? Everybody's good? Good. I'd like you to do me a favor, please. I like to start my shows this way. I want everybody to just collectively... Uh, applaud for the comedian. The concept of a comedian. The concept, please, no, I, it's very interesting how I cannot elicit that. It's a really fascinating skill to say the word applaud and people are like, I don't think he wants us to applaud. <laughs> you need the comedian, friends. You need us. Think about it. Without us, you wouldn't laugh. You gotta laugh. You gotta chortle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Got a titter. Must guffaw. Guffawing is key. <laughs> Laughter is God's hand on a world's troubled shoulder. <laughs> That's a quote from Big Mama's House too. <laughs> it's a piece of wisdom Martin Lawrence dropped on us. Thank you. From the second Big Mama's House movie, The Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. The darkest one. I uh, saw a very romantic thing recently. It really uh, warmed the cockles of whatever whatever is in this area of my chest. Uh, I was walking through the park, as we do in Los Angeles every day. I was walking through the park, and I just... Oh, it was lovely. I saw two goths just feeding the crows. <laughs> then I looked a little more closely. It was just two dead bodies being eaten by crows. It was much gothier, if you think about it. They've outgothed the goths. Okay, there's going to be a pun. It rained in a cemetery recently. Plots thickened. As did the crotches of goths throughout the world. That's what turns them on. Rain turns on goths. Um, This this place, there's no one drinking alcohol right now. This is a very sober feeling group, right? Wouldn't it be nice if we were drinking? That'd be great. Alcohol, what a drug. What a drug. It's the drug that can do whatever it wants. It's like the drug that can get away with anything, booze. Booze is the drug that has white privilege. 
<laughs> Booze could just film weed getting beaten up by the cops, and they'd be like, see you after uh, my shift, alcohol. See you 15 minutes before the end of my shift. Alcohol. Alcohol is, I don't know why we let it get away with everything. You can do whatever you want with it. Do a couple shots of Goldschlager. Punch your brother's dad in the face. What is the term for your brother's dad? Can someone wiki that really quick? Um, your brother's going to just, he's going to text you the next day. He's going to be, dude, you had one too many last night. Check out www.noalcohol.gov. It's got some drinking tips that can help you avoid punching our father in the face. We let, like, the, the downtown areas of cities become war zones on weekends because of alcohol. We're just like, this is what people do. They blow off steam. It's fine. On a, on a weekend, downtown L.A. feels like the exorcist meets the conjuring meets the sad parts of up. And we just let it... We let it happen. Folks are relaxing. <laughs> Meanwhile, we hate heroin addicts. I am so angry at this sleeping man. <laughs> These goddamn narcoleptics are ruining society. This snooze master that we're looking at right now, this snooze master is the reason I have to put a lock on my recycling bin. You owe me lock money, sleepy. <laughs> As soon as you wake up from your ecstatic reverie that I completely understand why you would need to be in considering the state of the world. <laughs> I think that the second worst uh, drug, second most annoying drug would be uh, M MDMA. Anyone mollying up for the APM put your hands together showing? <laughs> uh, MDMA is a nightmare, not so much to be on, but to be around to exist within the circle of. If you're on uh, MDMA, you're like pouring sweat. You know, you're, you're just shining. You're, you're, if, you can be five feet away from someone and it'll feel like your palm is in their face. You know, like you're touching everybody with your mind. Ew. And, you're, and the sweat, you know, you're just rivulets, sweat pouring down. MDMA stands for moist dude, moist attitude. <laughs> I think that um, the, um, the, the bravest thing that a straight white male can do in, the, in this day and age, 2010, is that the age? <laughs> the bravest thing a straight white male can do is stand-up comedy. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? What a choice! For a straight white guy to wake up one morning, open his eyes, and say, Billions of me have already done this. But I have a fresh perspective. I have deeper 80s references. They haven't even thought of my ALF joke. Oh, wait, someone just tweeted my ALF joke. Um, just to prove my point, if you wait till the next show, you will see a straight white male tell this exact same joke. Um, do we have any fans of the Maroon 5 in the audience? <laughs> I love the Maroon 5, but I, I can't support the Maroon 5 financially. I download all of the Maroon 5's music. I can't support the Maroon 5 knowing their backstory. How the Maroon 5 were cruelly abused by their stage father, Joe Maroon. <laughs> who would throw Michael Maroon in the closet 
If he wouldn't hit those high notes. What did he do to LaToya? Why is she like that? Stuffing Tito into those tight silver pants. You really should check out some of the Jermaine Maroon solo albums so that there's some deep cuts. Jackson 5. Thank you very much. I'm Nick Flanagan. Good night. Good night. Nick Flanagan, you guys let him hear it. All right, you guys ready to keep the show rolling? We have so many, so many fantastic comics. This next comic is one of my favorites. He's so funny. We love it when he comes by. You guys, please give a warm welcome to David Keckner. David Keckner, you guys. Hello, David Keckner. It is so great to see you. A pleasure, always. Um, you were just telling me you have another, you have a fun show coming out in June that. This is the second season of another period. Another period, which is such a great show. It's fun. Yeah. Talented group um, on Comedy Central. I don't know your time. You have to check local <laughs> listings as always. But I also feel like you're legit in everything, right? Like you, you are in most things these days. I gotta tell you, I work a lot. You work very much. Yeah. I was trying to get you for something. They, like it was like, can't even entertain. The concept of a thing. Did you ask me? No, but like it was going through agents to. Oh. This is not not to pull up spots. What I'm saying is, well, congratulations. Always, contact me first. Oh, we're, this is. I'm glad we're bringing this. I know, but huh? I'm glad we're recording this. So no, I should go you, and yes, ask you. Just ask me. That's how. The, uh. That's how the first thing for. Yeah. What you would call it happened. They were looking for the Commodore, and I think they had already shot, and they yeah. knew for some reason their actor couldn't do it or something. And um, yeah, um, Natasha or Ricky. Ricky called you? me. Yeah, she just, yeah. She called me and said, "Hey, listen, will you come do this?" I'm sure. To me, I look at well, those I'm things. I'm doing everything wrong, and Ricky well, Lindholm okay. is doing everything right. Well, that's, I mean, to me, I look at there are some things that are friends and family. You yeah. just do them because yes. they ask you yeah. personally, uh, and sometimes, yeah, they go through the agents. They don't get to me. Now I know. So there you go. I'm, this is like a real. Biz moment we just had. Very nice. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, I can't wait to watch you on the second season. Thank you so much for being here tonight. It's a fun show. Yeah, I'm trying it's to a think of other show. things. Are you touring right now? No, I was out so much last year. Yeah. And I was in New Zealand last year for two and a half months. Plus, I had tons of shows all year. And then when I saw you guys, yeah. I was in Toronto for two and a half weeks. And then I had shows again in December. And so when this year rolled around, my wife said, that's enough. Good. Because you know, we, we need got, these breaks. And somebody five, sometimes yeah. has to tell us and to you know, take them. Well, yeah. And then what happens is uh, I had tons of work in town. And I do believe you can just kind of go, all right, I'll work in town then. And yeah. I have. So. Right. I mean, breaks from the... From the road? Yeah. And I don't like the, the road. And I wasn't... I love it, too. Yeah. But after a while, doesn't... Don't you, do you never feel unanchored? Do you never just feel like... I don't have a... I don't have a chance. <laughs> All right. Great. Dude, I've got more gravity than... There's a... Than the Earth. No, there's got to be a better one. I've got more gravity <laughs> than the moon has waves to push. Okay. Good. That's almost a good metaphor. Then you're, then you're, then you're fine. That's almost a good metaphor. Thank you for that. You guys, let's hear for David Kecker one more time. Amazing. Hooray. How's your, how are you? How are you doing? Comfortable. Comfortable? That's a great answer. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, look at those pants. They look fucking comfortable. There's, they seem to be tight in the right places, roomy in the right places. Great. Great. 
<laughs> He's comfortable. I've never gotten that answer before. <laughs> I like it. How was your day? Good. Yeah, what'd you do? You went to Catalina Island? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know why that feels like you got a lot done. <laughs> How's your day? I went to a whole island. <laughs> I left this place. I crossed water. There was land over there. How was that? I've never been. Yeah, yeah, really. Yes, really. Yeah, you were incredulous. I mean, I guess True you story. Most Californians go, but then again, someone said to me, like, what? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've only lived here for four years. I feel like that's not like the top. Listen, my sister, I'm sure, would be like, get over to Catalina, hop on Mulholland, and just take it all the way. But I've never been. No. Are you? Have you lived here your whole life? No, no, no. I've no. Fuck me then, right? <laughs> Wait, also, most Californians? You've only lived here for... Did you include yourself in that? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I, for a second I was just, like, really impressed with your ability to, like, connect with new shit, you know? I've lived here for four months, and let me tell you something about Californians. <laughs> we are on islands, is what we are doing. Where'd you move from? We're from Texas. You guys are from Texas? Have we talked to each other before at this show? I've met you. Yeah, you, I feel like I know your face from that. Where did I meet you? Here? Out front? Yeah. Out front? Uh-huh. I met you out front here? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. How's the move? Everything's good? It's awesome. Did you tell me you moved here from Texas then? Mm-mm. No. It's like our first real talk. <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations. What brought you out here? I'm a travel nurse. You're a travel nurse? But that's not a thing. <laughs> like a little nurse and you can zip it up? <laughs> what is a travel nurse? Oh! You're a travel nurse, of course! Yeah, I feel like a contract nurse would have been, because the travel, because you're the travel. Yeah, I thought you were going to travel with people or it was just like tons of Zika virus prevention for you every day, all day. Where, so you were in Texas before that? In, is this, in Maryland. You were in Maryland before. So they're really sending you to similar places. <laughs> places that are the same. I guess you're sending you. Yeah. Are you the boss of you? Think, yeah. You're like, I'll go there next. Wow. There's a huge demand for nurses, Yes. So you just kind of go wherever the fuck you want. You're like, I'm going there. How long are you here? How long are you in? I just resigned a contract to stay through September. Wow, but that's soon. So you take short contracts. Your life is very interesting, I think. <laughs> I think she has a phenomenally interesting life. You, that's who David was talking about? You're the, who was talking about? It was boots, it was full boots. Full boots. Do they have zips? Show me these boots. Okay, that makes a little more sense, but still no sense at all. You don't zip them. Okay, I understand. You're living, you're living your own. How old are you? 18. Yes, exactly. I just like, I see you. I see you. I see you. <laughs> One of the weirdest 
things I've ever done is that when Rhea and I, the first trip we ever went on where we fell in love, we fell in love in Cleveland, Ohio. We were traveling together doing stand-up and then uh, in Cleveland is where we were like, I think you're a cool person as well besides an amazing joke teller and we, this is, there's not even time to tell this story and so I'm so sorry but I'm going to do it anyway because it's just like the best that uh, we're, we went to get we went to get burritos and right next to the burrito store Rhea should you should get Rhea is what you should do Hannah <laughs> Hannah is amazing and a producer on the show and this is gonna be so important I don't even think she has to come out here but she just has to agree that this happened because you're never gonna believe me right next to the burrito store there was a, a, a business that was called Johnnyville Slugger and it was in the Louisville Slugger. Yeah, sure, because you know what I just happened? I just turned to this 18-year-old. She doesn't have boots on. She doesn't zip them. It's a whole thing. All right. And Okay. I was... Th- and then I said, I see you. And then I was thinking about You're the... You're thinking of the Avatar Bad Bat. Star. Yes, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> because Avatar we were in Cleveland. We were yes. falling in love. We went to a burrito store. Yeah, we right found love in a hopeless place. Yes, we did. was huge at the time. Yeah, we connected so to it so much. Yeah. And there was a burrito store right next to it, Johnnyville Sluggers in the Louisville yes. Slugger, you Slugger the whole thing? font. I just want to say that this exists. Yes, so we were like, okay. what is this? Yeah, What is this Johnnyville Slugger? Yeah. We found out, you know what it was? Baseball bat store. but Customized re- baseball bats. Customized store. baseball bats. Now what is a customized baseball bat? That's a great question. You guys might be baseball fans. You're thinking, it's weight, distribution, it's the type of wood that it is. Put your on it or Incorrect. something. No, that's not what it was. It's a baseball bat. Then they, he paints it a color, and he writes a phrase from the thing that it relates to on the bat. Or he just like paints it like the label of Jack Daniels. Yeah, there's a Jack Daniels bat. Also, he also had like a Batman bat, which is like, really? Yeah. A Batman bat? Even Batman doesn't have a bat bat. <laughs> Too long for the utility belt, that's why. He used to have one, but he was always... Tripping up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Get him right in the Achilles. Um, they had an avatar bat. Bless you. They had an avatar Wait, bat. Wait, if Batman had a bat, would it be the bat bat? Yeah, I just said that. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. I'm very tired. No, I mean, anyway, it's okay. I just They had an avatar know. bat. They had like a Jeff Gordon The avatar bat, bat said, I see you on it. <laughs> it was blue. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's this is a, another thing. A Do you know how baseball bat? works? If you, they did. If yeah. you paint a bunch on a baseball bat, you can't use that for baseball. So these were like display an entire store of base display of baseball bats for somebody who's Artistic. like I love James Cameron movies, but only those that recreate camera models in making them. And I love baseball bats. <laughs> if only there was a store Put that them combined together. those two things. Oh, Johnny Sluggers. And so I went up to this proprietor and I was like, yo, dude. How'd you start this shop? Uh-huh. How does one go into the custom baseball bat? Yeah. And you know what he said? He said, come in the back, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> we totally went back there. And then the second we got back there, everything went bonkers. It did go Like, bonkers. it was already, we were already in a custom baseball bat <laughs> store. But then he started doing sit-ups. On a sit-up machine, he had like a weird man cave that was like Daytona Beach it was themed so in the back. Weird. There was like a tiki hut, and then like those disgusting posters that like the other your James friend's Dean dad poster. had that's like just lifeguard butts, and you're like, that's gross. Yeah, I don't wanna, like, like nude calendar. From I didn't know. 
I was coming here. Repair shop, trigger warning cars. Like it was so intense. It's terrible. And he, he got definitely on a did a lot bench. of coke moments. Before right before we got, we got, got in, he was like, he was "You like, want to know how I got these bats? Get in here!" Yeah. And then he started doing sit-ups on a weight bench, and he did so many sit-ups, so, so fast. Many. And as he was coming out, he would come up. He would tell us in detail. Part of the story. This is what happened. He was like, "I had this friend. He was hauling legal lumber." illegal lumber through the northern United States. This is in Cleveland. He was hauling illegal lumber through the northern United States. He got stopped by the feds and he called me. He's like, Johnny! Johnny! I gotta get rid of a bunch of lumber real quick. Make some bats, buddy. Johnny was like, oh, well, I don't own a business that has anything to do with lumber. But I've got an idea, <laughs> which is to create a custom baseball bat store yeah. just to use the lumber that his friend needed to get rid of. Because I said illegal. to the guy, I was like, wait, excuse me, follow-up question. Your buddy, did they have, like, one call? Like, one call? <laughs> like, if you, if you were stopped by the feds, like, I don't know if you're in prison or if you're just on the run, but either way, you don't have, like, a bunch of phone book to go through. That means that, like, this person was like, who do I know? John Slugger. They could do something with all this lumber. Yeah. Call up John Slugger. Buddy's first call. Yeah. Do you have any use for a bunch of lumber? Illegal? Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. I I got a great business plan. (laughs) It's called a front. Yeah. (laughs) Just unlicensed properties. Yeah, yeah. Um. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You guys, uh, there's like so much more to that story and we don't have time to tell it. We'll so save just, it. Uh, you just have to come back next come week. Come back a different time. <laughs> yeah. We okay. have a great at the show. End, at we the end, so many... shit got real and we realized that we didn't trust this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also realized we were surrounded by baseball bats. <laughs> Weapons. Because we were like, oh, this is very real. You are sharing stuff about yourself that I don't like or agree with. But we are in a back room, and in order to leave here, you have to let us out. And then we have to walk through a bunch of fucking baseball bats. Decorative baseball bats. So many baseball bats. Still baseball bats. Okay. All right. Obviously, we were meant to be. Rhea and I. Yeah, for sure. Fall in love like that. That love's going to stay. <laughs> yeah. Bringing up the next comment? I am bringing up the next comment. I'm going to go then. Okay, bye. Bye. I just wanted to witness that story. So, guys, great news. We love this next comic. She's amazing. She's in our show, our television show called Take My Wife, that will be on CISO on August 11th is the release date of that show. And yay, it's very exciting. And we also love her independently from that too. So let's hear it now for Sam J. Yeah. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Fuck yeah. I am. I'm in Karen and Rhea's new show on CISO. And uh, I was like a real simple role. They were just like, hey... First, <laughs> this is the funny thing, I suck at acting, right? But they tried to give me a chance. They were like, come out and try out for this part. And I came, and I was like, I'm going to be cool and like nail this shit. And they called me back, and they were like, you didn't get the part, but we think you could probably play yourself. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I couldn't be myself. 
So it was a three-day shoot, and I was myself, and I was telling my wife about it, and, like, I don't make any money, for real. Like, my wife is, like, the breadwinner because I do this. And I've been telling her that it's, like, a paid thing, and she doesn't believe me because I say that a lot, and then I never get paid for shit. And today, my fucking check came, motherfucker. What? Ball out. I'm about to buy all our ramen for, like, two weeks. Balling. I'm newly married, man. I just mentioned my wife. I'm newly married, so uh, my wife just recently went out of town, and it was the first time that we had spent any time apart since we met. We hadn't been apart since the day we met, and she went away, and I was really worried about it. And then she left, and I was like, man, it's so good that she's not here anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I forgot how much I just don't like pretending to care what people talk about when I don't care. <laughs> until I didn't have to, you know? Until I was just like, hey, I don't have to pretend like I'm listening when I'm not listening. Just the freedom in that, you know what I mean? It's the freedom in not faking investment in something. You know what I mean? Because my wife, she says a lot of shit and like 90% of it, I don't give a fuck about, you know what I'm saying? Most of it is like, ah, I don't care about this. And it's not that it's not valuable. I used to be like, it has no value. It has value. It just doesn't have any value in that moment. And I'm an in-the-moment person. She's always telling me shit that's going to affect my future. And I'm like, tell me shit that's going to affect my right now. It's never instantaneous. It's never like we're driving over a bridge. And she's like, hey, babe, crack those windows right now, just in case we go flying off this bridge, land in this water. You'll be able to open these doors, swim right out to freedom, no worries. It's never no shit like that. She's never, she's never given off information like that. It's always like I'm in the kitchen pouring soda. She's walking by. Uh, that's a wine glass. Sprite doesn't go in there. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't even know how this is important. Maybe I want to drink my Sprite like a king today. Get the fuck out the kitchen. Let me do what I'm doing, man. You're getting on my nerves. She's also always on me to like eat better and work out, which is like bullshit, because she married me this way. This is what women do, they marry you, and they're like, oh, I can improve upon you. Like, that's what I'm gonna, like my pussy is powerful enough that you will change for it. They believe that, and then they try to work on you, you know what I mean? So she wants me to lose weight, she wants me to get a Fitbit, which I think is stupid. It's like, you know, they little fitness watches that like monitor your steps and your activity, or in my case, just alert her that I flatlined during an SVU marathon. <laughs> Because I'm not doing shit. That bracelet is not changing that. I'm not doing anything. I don't want to. I like this. I like where I'm at. I like it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard. Like, I feel like I'm at that weight that every American pretty much gets to eventually. Where it's like, this is it. This is where we're going to stay. Because it's too hard to do the other thing, man. It's too much temptation, man. It's easy to be a fat piece of shit in America. Everywhere you look, they're bringing it to you, man. They're putting it in your face. You go to a Walmart and the sweatpants are by the Cheetos. <laughs> and the Cheetos are by the flip-flops. And you're just like, fuck it, give me all this stuff. Because I don't care, man. I don't care anymore about nothing. It's where I'm at as a person and I don't want to be judged about it. I was also glad she's away because I got to watch porno a lot, man. It was good. It's two weeks of just watching porn on my time. You know what I mean? Porn on my way. Yeah. <laughs> Not the married way where you're rushing to watch the porn and you're trying to get in and get out and you go to the thing that you know works in two seconds that you've seen 30 times. It's boring, but you know it works, you know? I got to explore porn. I watched two hours of some shit from the Czech Republic just cause. It was weird as shit the whole way through, but I watched it to the end cause I had the time to process it, you know what I mean? 
had the time to hang out with it. I realized I missed DVD and VHS porn in the process. I want it back. I don't like the internet. Internet porn is dangerous. You find out you're a piece of shit online very quickly, man. It's a black hole online. You find out stuff about yourself you don't need to know. I missed the DVD and the VHS. It kept you in line. It was restricted, you know? Like, if you bought a booty sex DVD, you just had to be a booty sex person, you know what I mean? That's who you were. You aspired to booty sex. You were about booty sex. You didn't even find out you were into other stuff. You were all about booty sex. <laughs> that was your jam, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, if you wanted to see a chick fuck a donkey, a lot of steps had to be taken to see something like that. It was not easy. You had to do a whole lot to see a chick do a donkey, man. You had to make a few phone calls, meet someone at the Mexican border. <laughs> You'd exchange some money, get back a blank VHS, hope it was actually a chick fucking a donkey and not snow dogs or some shit like that. By the time you got home, you took risks, man. You were worried. Now, if you want to see a chick bang a donkey, you just type in Google, chick fucks donkey. Google's like, what kind of donkey? Like, holy shit. I didn't even know this was going on, the mess. These chicks are doing different kind of donkeys. Gets weird, man. I thought that that was online, right? I was watching regular orgies, man. Just normal orgies, man. Nothing German, just American orgies. Being a citizen of the world, minding my business. And they start asking me if I want to see other stuff. I got lost in a porno black sauce. Didn't know who I was at the end of it, right? Didn't know who I was anymore. I was watching regular orgies, right? And it was like, boo, do you want to see a public gangbang? And I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching orgies. That's just an orgy outside. <laughs> right? Clicked on that. And it was like, boo, do you want to see girls walked around on dog leashes? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> do I? Because I didn't even know that was something they did. <laughs> Clicked on that, and I was like, white women are crazy. I don't know why. <laughs> they do the things they do. What I'm trying to say is, you would ask me a month ago, Sam, do you approve of incest? No. <laughs> Absolutely not would have been my answer. Incest is wrong. It should not be happening in the world. But I saw some mother-daughter tag team porn the other day. <laughs> Completely changed my mind, man. It's because I didn't know the mother was going to be so supportive in the situation. <laughs> I was like, at the end of the day, this is a story about families coming together <laughs> to help families. <laughs> hey, y'all been fun. <laughs> Sam J, you guys, let her hear it. <laughs> Literally the only incest joke I've ever heard and laughed. <laughs> oh, one more time for Sam J. <laughs> Oh man, we have two comics left and they're both fantastic. You guys ready for these two final comics? Awesome. This next comic uh, moved here from Denver pretty recently. He's a great dude. Love it when he comes by. Friend of mine, very funny. You guys, please give it up for Chris Charpentier. You, come on, huh? Get the... Man, I gotta tell you, I gotta look at this already. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did just move here recently. Uh, I guess it's it's been a while now, but there's still quite a few things that uh, startle me, or I'm just not used to. I guess maybe is the better way to say it. Uh, helicopters everywhere, all the time. I'm not used to that, uh, and I'm still very much a child inside. Uh, so this has probably happened to me like five times now where I've been like, whoa, ho, 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 bam! 
Oh yeah, look at that one. That is so low. Hell yeah. That's coming in to land on a building for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Babe, come here. Check this out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell oh, right onto the children's hospital. Okay, come on. I didn't need that. I didn't need that. It's a tricky city. Just when they think he gets you, you know what I mean? Uh, I had to get a job right when I moved out here because the city's expensive, as you know. And uh, so I got a job doing construction. And crazy thing. Have you guys ever had a job that you just... Because I've never done anything like construction in my life. This was just like a, what the hell, why not? And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had a job that's just miserable. Like, if you ever wake up and you're like, why? Why do I have to... And it's like torture every day when the alarm clock goes off. You know those jobs? Well, this is like that, but then I have to go and carry heavy shit. It's the worst decision I've ever made, by a long ways. Uh, I don't know why I'm still doing it. It's really dumb. I've been doing it for a while. My boss, is a, he's a wealthy man, so he travels a lot. He gets to do all these cool little travelings. And recently he went to Germany and France and Russia on one weird little trip and came back and he was telling me all about it. And I made the mistake of saying, boy, I wish I could do that. And I don't know if you guys have ever made the mistake of saying that to a wealthy person. But he just went on to tell me how easy it was to travel. <laughs> Chris, it's so easy. It's so easy. All you do, you just pick a day, you stick to it, there you go. It's just that simple. You just pick a date, you stick to it, you're traveling. It couldn't, it couldn't be any easier. You just pick a date, you stick to it, there you go. That's all it is. Pick a date, you stick to it. Pick a date, you stick to it, there you go. And I was very annoyed at first. I was very annoyed. Uh, but then it inspired me. It really did. And I did it. I picked a date. I did. I did. July 1st. I'm going to kill that motherfucker. I'm going to do it. That's what I decided. I'm going to stab him in his face, right in front of his family. I don't give a shit. It's not that easy, Jeff! He's actually really nice. I don't, I'm not going to murder him or anything. I don't plan on it. Uh, I did move here, as I said. and Because so, I'm, I'm very close to my family. My family's awesome. And uh, so they miss me a lot. I miss them. We're on the phone. A lot more now. And uh, my mom likes to tell me all the developments in the family and everything. And recently, she told me this. She was hanging out with my nephew. Uh, very cute little nephew. He's wonderful. I uh, love him to death. And uh, she was telling me over the phone, she says, uh, I've been hanging out with Jonathan a lot lately. And he's really into the planets and stars and stuff right now. And it got me thinking, why would God make all these planets and all these stars if we're the only people. Which got me thinking, is this the first time you've thought about that? You are fucking 56 years old. Are you serious? It, it took you hanging out with a four-year-old before you were like, huh, this universe thing is neat. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> I have a lot of dumb friends who ask silly questions, uh, which are fun. They're entertaining most of the time. And the one that's been coming up a lot recently is, okay, if you could go to Mars, if you could be one of the first people to go to Mars, to populate Mars or do whatever, the first research, you're one of the first people that go to Mars, 
but you can never come back. Would you do it? And immediately my first thought is, is there room for my dealer? Because I, I can't just go alone. That's stupid. So there has to be two seats uh, available. But then the more that I think about that question, the more I'm like, wait a second. There's a much bigger question here. What the fuck happened on Earth to where I'm one of the most qualified people to go to Mars? They're like, yeah, we're all full up on scientists. <laughs> we need somebody, you know, who has a hard time sleeping unless they jerk off. We got anybody? I can go. That's what I'm going. It's just like, I don't, it doesn't even, I think we shouldn't be worrying about going to space and figuring out anything out there. We need to fix Earth. <laughs> Something's fucked up if I'm one of the best people to go. Okay, it's brand new. It's a brand new joke. It'll get funnier. Quit judging me. Brand new. I'm like four for five up here, and right away, like, no. No leniency. Think about how good all the other ones were. Don't you think that one's just as good? It only makes sense. I'm now blaming that on you. I, uh, I don't know if you guys follow the logic that I just said, but all of it was very real to me. I was like, yep, their fault. Definitely. Um, all right. I've been thinking a lot uh, about the Titanic recently. Why not, you know? I've uh, been thinking about the Titanic a lot, and I've been thinking that if I were on the Titanic, you know, and it was going down, I'd like to think I would have been one of the guys who hit the railing and did like a thousand flips on my way into the water, you know what I'm saying? Because I am pretty fun. So <laughs> can't see of a better way to going. Thank you guys so much for having me. You've been wonderful. Great job for doing it. Oh, very funny. All right, you guys ready for our final comic? Awesome. He's another friend of the show, and we love it when he comes by, too. You guys, please give a huge welcome to Doug Millard. Yeah. Keep it going for Rhea and Cameron and everybody you've seen tonight, huh? I got to, before I start telling my sillies... I want to do a quick survey, like a little poll of the audience, if you don't mind, about a situation I had happen to me recently. Uh, I was with my girlfriend. We were in the car. We were driving around, and we were at this red light, and she points out the window, and she goes, Hey, Doug, look at that cute little old man. <laughs> You guys think she's fucking that guy? <laughs> it's probably not. Probably, it's not. Like sometimes she'll see like a puppy and be like, "That's a cute puppy." That doesn't mean she wants to fuck that puppy. You know, like you know what? It's let's just move on to the jokes. Um, it's yeah, okay. Uh, without fail, every wedding I've ever been to features a little girl. That go, this is the flower girl. She goes down the aisle. She takes the flowers. And then at one point, she just accidentally 
dumps all the flowers into some old man's lap or whatever, and everybody thinks it's cute and adorable and claps or laughs. Just once, I want to go to a wedding where a little girl, she's the flower girl, she walks down the aisle, she takes the flowers, she dump, dumps it into some old man's lap, and then finally someone just has the courage to stand up and just scream, just do your fucking job! <laughs> That is a privilege! And then she's quickly escorted by security. And everybody's just like clapping and high-fiving like, we're all thinking this. Thank you so much. Oh, God, finally! Weddings can be fun. You know, like my favorite part of any wedding ever is when they just offer up a microphone to anyone after an open bar. Oh, my God! Yes, it's like the worst open mic ever, which is saying a lot. It's terrible, but here's one thing I want to pass on to you guys. This is something I like to do. I've done it three times, been kicked out of two of these weddings. <laughs> when they, if it's open up to you, just take the microphone, introduce yourself. It works best if you're just the date of someone. You know no one there. You introduce yourself, and then you say, Hey, I've known the bride and groom since day one, and I want to tell you guys the real story of how they met. You guys have them hooked. It's, it's perfect. And then that's when you slowly and painfully unravel the entire plot of the hit film Con Air. <laughs> Just see how far you can get. Like, I've never, never even gotten a Cyrus the Virus. I love petting zoos. Oh, boy, petting zoos. The... I just like to touch how sad the animals are. You know what I mean? Just really get in there. It's like, excuse me, zoo keep? Is that koala supposed to always be cutting himself? No, all right. No, oh, that's normal. Good. A little too dark, all right. Do you guys know that you don't have to be a sexual predator to go door and door and just say that you are? Yeah. You can just do that for fun. <laughs> I think every musical should feature at least one person that's just walking around the whole time going, what the hell is going on? Seriously, what is happening? No, don't sing it to me. I want to know answers. Frank, I've known you 17 years. I've never seen you do one backflip. This is crazy. I would be the biggest fan. I think it's weird that we can't tickle ourselves, but we can masturbate. <laughs> think about it. That's like the most tickling you can do. <laughs> it's like super tickling. We lost my grandpa to autoerotic asphyxiation recently. No, it's okay. He didn't die. He's just so busy now. He never has time for us. And I get it. He's a passionate guy. <laughs> Harvey Oswald sounds like a guy that would perform at children's parties as a clown. Like, hey, kids, I'm Harvey Oswald. You want a balloon animal? Lee Harvey Oswald sounds like a guy that would definitely try to kill the president. It's funny what one Lee can do. We all know, based on the 1955 hit song, Davy Crockett, that Davy Crockett killed a bear when he was three years old. 
Do you guys know who else kills animals when they're children? <laughs> Serial killers. It's the number one sign. <laughs> the number two sign, wearing a coonskin cap on your head. The number three sign, proclaiming yourself king of the wild frontier. That guy was just batshit crazy. I don't think it's any coincidence that Paul Bunyan was a lumberjack all isolated in the woods, and he had a pet ox named Babe. There's no way that's a coincidence. What a lot of people don't know is that he also had a pet Labrador named Sweet Pussy. That guy was a monster. I was just on a flight recently, and uh, on the plane, there was a woman next to me. She was, like, really terrified. We were having a lot of experience, a lot of turbulence. She was so scared. And she asked me, like, hey, would you mind holding my hand? And I did. And it's not because I'm a gentleman. It's just, you know, that's how I get off. You know what? You guys handhold? <laughs> Handholding is hot. And so I'm holding her hand. We're having a, it's going okay. But there's still turbulence. She's still scared. I realize I have to say something to her to calm her down. So finally, I'm like going through my mental Rolodex of like something I could say to her. And I think of this thing my mom used to say to me as a kid, which was, let God let go, which means put all your troubles into God's hands and everything will be okay. But here's the deal, you guys. I had a couple drinks that flight. So as the most, most like turbulent bump hit us and I'm holding her hand, I just whisper in her ear, let God go. <laughs> Hey, you guys have been awesome. Give it up for Cameron and Rhea. Have a good night. Take care. Give it up for Doug Millard, you guys. Yes, and while you're at it, why don't you keep it going for everybody else you saw tonight? Woo! Oh, what a great show. Almost a total achievement, except for that bullshit that Doug's peddling about how coonskin caps are not a super cool choice. Sure. <laughs> I wore one all the time as a child. I'm still wearing one. It's her hair. I got an energy burst, you guys. You guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your day. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.